Welcome to yet another sparkling edition of Thought Police with me, Mike Graham, and you, Matt Kelly. Hello. Um, after the end of the last one, yeah. I promised you some news because uh, we've, we've now got a couple mate, of. I haven't been able to sleep about this. A couple of running themes. Well, yeah. well, I mean, podcast before last, we talked about the massive um, sea creatures that exist at the bottom of the Mariana Trench. Let's just refresh people's memory. The, the, you, this you is supposed that there are seahorses the size of Cadillacs. We were very specific about yes, Cadillacs. Yes, I was. I yeah. was. Yeah, but <laughs> not the size of Hummers. But the, well, the size of minis, but specifically also, the well, size of Cadillac. you haven't asked me which particular Cadillac I was referring to. Ah. I was, of course, referring to the Cadillac Escalade, ah. uh, which is the big 4 by 4 massive one. Yeah. Are which, they, because, I mean, I've now got a vision of an absolutely monstrous seahorse, yeah. but, but it's swimming sort of on its side, if yeah. you know what well, I mean. Well, if you, that. no, instead of that, imagine uh, um, a Cadillac Escalade uh, propped on its, up on its, on, an, right. on its back. On its back. So it's pointing straight up. <laughs> yeah. Right? So yeah. if you planted it in the desert, yeah, you know, sort right. of back end in first. It, that it, would that's be the size. That's, of, that's, that would that's be the, the size kind of, of the that's the dimension. Yeah, right. Okay. I have no proof of any of that. And right? we should say that these have never been discovered, but they no, they, they have been theorised. Well, about. people. Well, there are giant squid that have been found. That, right? There are, and there yeah. are giant squid that live in the yeah. deepest depths of, uh, of yeah. all. But well, you know how big a normal seahorse is, don't you? Yeah, like the size. I of used to have one. You used to have a seahorse. Yeah, I did. How did because you get a seahorse? When we were kids, right, right, we used to go on holiday to Italy. Yeah. And we used to go to this campsite in a place called Lido di Yesolo, yeah. which was on the sort of mainland opposite Venice, right? Right. And it was great because yeah. it was a very kind of laissez-faire type uh, Italian campsite. Yeah. Next door to it yeah. was the NSU German campsite, right. which literally, I kid you not, had a watchtower with a searchlight on it, right? Ours <laughs> <laughs> was like, you know, put your tent wherever you like. Theirs was like... <laughs> You were put your tent in Yeah, it was like that, right? Um, but I, when there was a German family who didn't like it there, and we became yeah. friends with them. Yeah. And they had a son, a kid who was about my age, <laughs> who was a Bayern Munich fan. We, of course, we used to just play football the whole yeah, time. Really. Right? But we would find things in the sea, yeah. like starfish and yeah. seahorses. Yeah. And my dad said, what we can do is basically preserve them and keep them yeah. for, you know, like for the rest of the time. What, so you, you Preserve them as in you like preserve them in, in alcohol. vinegar or something. Alcohol, yeah. yeah. Right. So, so I used to have a little kind of soap container, yeah, which had a starfish, yeah, about that size, yeah, and a tiny seahorse, yeah, and I had them for years, about the size of your... It was about the size of my thumb, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, so uh, to me, but that was because I found it in the Adriatic, well, that's, which is that's not fascinating, very deep, which isn't deep, and wouldn't encourage like enormous freakish kind of growth. <laughs> but for me, if I found a seahorse that was the size of a mug, say, yeah. That would be a giant seahorse. That would be pretty big. But for one to be the size of a Cadillac... Yeah, but hang on. If you think about the kind of creatures that used to roam the Earth, like yes. the dinosaurs, right? Yes. Now, there's nothing to say that these creatures are not that old. You know, Paleolithic right. or something. Because yeah. they've been Pally there for which? such a... Paleolithic. Paleolithic, right. Paleolithic okay. is yeah. one of the ages of the dinosaurs. Right. If, for example... Did they not just... I mean, I'm pretty sure I saw a programme not long ago where they discovered the biggest dinosaur ever, because right. previously they thought it was like a brontosaurus or something, but yeah. they found another one, which is right. even bigger, right. because they found the bones, and they put it all together, Gee. and created a skeleton, yeah. and all of that, right? Yeah. Fascinating stuff, and these things were massive, they were definitely dwarf your house, yeah. that's how big they were. Yeah. Do you know, here's a fact, right. Right, that the biggest animal that's ever lived on Earth is what? The biggest animals ever lived on Earth. Yeah. Are you including the dinosaurs? Everything, yeah, ever in history. Uh, well, it time. must be this dinosaur. No, surely. it's not. It's the blue whale. 
Ah, okay. All right. The blue whale yeah. right now is the biggest right. animal that's and ever where does that, And where does that found? Down where all the big seahorses In the are. sea. Yeah. It's found in the sea. It is. And so, you know... <laughs> You're, oh, mate, honestly, I, you should bow to nobody when it comes I to don't. biological but what knowledge. what I'm saying is, I never even did biology at Skill Street. Really? No. <laughs> that, sh- that shocks me. <laughs> I don't know why we didn't do it. Do you think it's because I went to Catholic school and they didn't want me to find out? Maybe. That what that the Earth didn't wasn't we weren't well the, yeah 4, that we hadn't only just been there four thousand years and also the reproductive stuff that yeah. they didn't want us to know about and dinosaur fossils just a test of faith aren't yeah they, they are absolutely put right put in there by God well that's my point so the, yeah. you know there are some things in the sea yeah. that we don't know about that's true there are still things in the sea that we don't know there are yeah. certainly things down in the Mariana Trench that we have not seen right right now I've got some other news for you because Please. the other your other doubting area yeah. of uh, expertise was the worms right yes. You said to me that there's no such thing as a worm which manages see <laughs> laughing already, which manages to reconstitute itself no. when it's cut in half. Right. But I have found the worm in question. Well, hold on a minute. With that, the help of, well, a, of, a, of a an eager listener. That sounds like a slight shift to the goalpost. Oh really? What you said was yeah. and we can go back and check the record yeah. if need. You said there are certain worms that if you cut them in half mm-hmm. Then both halves become a new worm. That's true. Right, okay. And that's what I, I found. I see it. I okay, see you will see it. It's called a planarium worm, right? Right. It's one of many flatworms of the class Tubularia. Yeah. It usually describes free living flatworms of the order, of the order Tricladida, although this common name is also used for a wide number of free living Platyhelminths. Yes. Okay, now here's the bit that's, that you'll be most interested in. The triclads are characterised by triply branched intestine and anteriorly situated ovaries next to the brain. Mm. Um, and planaria exhibit an extraordinary ability to regenerate lost body parts. For example, a planarium split lengthwise or crosswise will regenerate into two separate individuals. You're joking. It's here. Let Look. me see that sentence. There it is. I don't believe it. There, that is t- starts at the top there. Let me just say. Yeah. Planaria. It's two separate individuals. Are you sure? Is this on Wikipedia? Yes. Are you sure you haven't written this? No, I haven't. This is true. This you, was sent to you've me. You've just put this into no, Wikipedia. This was sent no. to make me look no. like a twat. No, this was sent to me by a podcast That's listener. Extraordinary. Isn't that amazing? Incredible. So you can split them in half, and they grow into two separate individual cells, and and, and two separate worms. Amazing. So you can apologise now. I'm sorry. You know. How's your Christmas tree going now? It's looking good. I'll show you a picture. I'll show you the most recent picture. Yeah. There are some people who are saying it looks a bit browner than the last time, right? But I'm not buying it. I'll, get, I'll ask because you're, you're a man that knows a picture because yeah. you used to know uh, about putting newspaper articles together, I right? Do. So let me show you. Here it is. I think it's still looking pretty green. <laughs> <laughs> it is. That's the sun shining on it that's making oh it look a different colour. Mate, this is like the Monty Python sketch or whatever. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's that, looking pretty healthy. It's warm. It's leaning at an angle. It's like the leaning tower of Pisa. Two, well, that may be because of the storm. Two, it's, it is definitely dying. Well, if Dead. I take it from there, look. Yeah, now oh, it's yeah. not leaning so much. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's the one I actually the put edge, out. The extremities are, I put all, out on Twitter. are all brown. Well, that, well, because it's been sunny, you know. Yes. It might, might just need some water. Yes, you know. Do that. What you should do is water that rootless tree. And yes. See how it gets off. Here's another one I want to talk to you about, actually, because we were talking about the whole woke generation. Did you see? I know we talked about Lawrence Fox in the last yeah. episode. Did you see what Lily Allen said? No. Lily Allen wrote this to um, Lawrence Fox. Right. Incredibly, you won't believe this. Right. Go on. I'm sick to death of loveys like Lawrence Fox going on TV and forcing their opinions on everybody else. 
when he'll never have to deal with what normal people have to deal with in his privileged lifestyle. Lily Allen? Yeah. Daughter of Keith Allen? Yeah, the Lily one who's always actor. telling people what the show this should be doing. She then says, stick to acting, mate, instead of ranting about things you don't know anything about. Dear, oh dear, oh dear. I mean, really? Honestly. Seriously? Honestly. These people... What is they, wrong with these you know, people? I just think they've just lost... You know, they live in such a weird world that they lose any sort of perspective. I think they've got so little to worry about. Yeah. Right. That they become sort of slightly deranged. Well, they sort of they go around looking to adopt other people's worries, yeah. and then they confuse them with their own. Right. And it's like so, you know. The, I mean, Lily Allen. I think I'm right in saying spent a lot of time around the Grenfell Tower when oh, yeah. that happened, and was you know clearly very upset about it. But well, she's upset about a lot of things. Yeah, but she does then go home to a you know multi million pound mansion, I presume. Yeah. And and record a few records. And she and, doesn't. Well, funnily enough, she doesn't sell very many records anymore because no. she's not very good. No, but I'm sure she's still got plenty of money to knock around. I quite liked it. I must say, I like, I like some of her records. Yeah, I don't have a problem with her music. Yeah. I just don't particularly want to hear from her about anything else. Her dad's the same, though, isn't he? Gobby shite. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah maybe yeah. that's why she's got it. And yeah. also, um, she's not been very nice about him. She talks about how he spent most of her childhood in a sort of cocaine-induced haze. Really? Yeah. That's not very nice. Which wasn't very nice. I think he had yeah. to sort of tell her to shut it all down before he sued her. Of course, you I, know. just for listeners' sake, I am aware of the irony of me and Mike describing anybody as gobby shites. But... Well, I mean, you know, that's that's different. But, I mean, we, we do it for a living. I don't sing for a living and then talk bollocks. You know, I no, talk bollocks just for a living. Bollocks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I claim to be an expert in it, right? So that's fine. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean... She also went and apologised on behalf of Britain. Do you remember to the to the uh, oh, the, ca- the, the refugee camp in Calais? Yeah. She didn't bring anybody home with her to say no, you can right. come and live with me and, ado- and be adopted. How many million of her millions did she give to them? Uh, none. No, oh, none of her millions. No, oh, absolutely none. She just went odd. over there and said how sorry she was. Oh, that's all. And how terrible a country right. was and right. all of that. But you know, this is the same woman who, uh, when she was photographed being carried out of a party, her explanation for that was, "I'm really sorry about that." I thought I was doing cocaine, but it turned out it was ketamine. <laughs> you know, like that's supposed to be an excuse. Wow. You know, what a great role model. What a great... I mean, you know, you can always argue the case that these people shouldn't be role models, so therefore yeah. we shouldn't be expecting them to do yeah. anything but other they shouldn't than, act like role models. But they shouldn't, you know. they shouldn't make out that they've somehow got something to say. Exactly. If that's the way they're going to behave. You're either going to be a role model or you're not. Yeah. And if you're not, then shut up about I mean, the most ridiculous example of uh, wokeness I found this week was I talked to a guy who wrote an article in The Guardian about how Lots of people who now take cocaine actually would like it to be ethically sourced. Fair trade coke. Yeah, yeah. They're calling it. They're calling it woke coke. Woke coke. I mean, really that's fantastic. I mean, what the hell is wrong? That with is people? fantastic. You know, I mean, if you want to do drugs, that's yeah. fine. It's against the law. Yeah. Uh, you might end up getting into trouble. More than likely, you yeah. won't. Britain is now the capital of cocaine use in Britain, Europe, apparently. Yeah. But, I mean, imagine the kind of idiocy of any uh, kind of middle-class person. I could just see it now outside, you know, outside the you local know, uh, Are you sure this has come from, you know, yeah. a sustainable source? Yeah, with their source of, like, what, what, what's that stuff they wear? Hemp. Oh, yeah. Hemp clothes. <laughs> and their woke coat. And their vegan and muffin. And fair, fair trade coffee and yeah. their vegan muffins. Vegan muffin, Brilliant. yeah. It's the future. You can imagine all those drug dealers saying... Actually, you know, we've seen the lies. Yeah. And we're, we're okay with poison. We're no longer people. killing anyone. We're still going to chop it up with, yeah, yeah. with like, vim or whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. But the bit of coke in it is going to come from a sustainable... And we'll be selling it in a single-use plastic bag. Yeah. And there's a Just, farmer in Peru yeah. who's able to put his kids through school now because yeah. he's snorting woke coke. I mean, can you imagine? I mean, really? but you do wonder sometimes how we got there. You know, how do we get to this ridiculous place? Well, I think it's the, it's social media again, mm. isn't it? It's yeah. like the you know, it's like the it's what happens to you when you step out of line on social media. 
And so everybody is focused on stepping, you know, maintaining within the parameters yeah. of whatever the defined decency is. Right. And then you've got these absolute twats who see it as their job mm. to tell you what you can and cannot yeah. think on social media yeah. and to tell you what you think is wrong mm. and indecent. And, and, they so, can and, just and, and is it an age thing, though, do you think? Do you think it's a kind of people in their I'm 20s? I'm not sure type? it is. I think there's a lot of people on there who've, who've sort of suddenly been feel they've been licensed to police yeah. the internet. Right. And I, you know, I know you had Brendan O'Neill on your show yes. the other day. And I, you know, I disagree with... Pretty much everything Ben O'Neill says. And I don't think for. if you listen to the interview though that we yeah. did, which was a lot around, you know, kind of real people and yeah. real problems, yeah. rather than it was based loosely to a large extent on Meghan and Harry yeah. and the whole kind of woke generation. Right. We were kind of trying to understand why people were feeling sorry for them, yeah. and it took us back again a bit to the racism thing. And he, like me and you, said, you know, we, Britain is not a racist country. It's yeah. very far from that. Yeah. And she should not be complaining about her life, no matter how barren exactly. or terrible she exactly. thinks it is. It's not as bad as somebody yeah. who doesn't have any privilege and doesn't have any money and isn't actually married to a member yeah. of the royal family. But the thing that I completely am as one with uh, Brendan O'Neill and Claire Fox is another mm. one who I, I know and like very much. And again, we've got very different opinions on stuff. But, you know, their, their insistence that nothing really should be out of bounds for a conversation. Right. You, know, you should be able to honestly say your opinion mm. if you're prepared to then have a debate about yeah. it and be open to other people's opinions. Yeah. But to well, this say is what to, Lawrence Fox basically says. Yeah, I agree with you. Know. And being shut down by somebody saying, you, you are now on forbidden territory, yeah. mate, because you're not black enough, you're not woman enough, yeah. you're not... Uh, transgender enough, right. you're not this enough. Mm. You can't have an opinion, yeah. you know, unless it's this opinion right. which we'll hand to you. Yes. You know, I remember when I was at uh, school, the uh, RS teacher, the religious studies teacher, had a poster on his wall. I don't know why he had it, mm. but it, was, it said, When we want your opinion, we'll give it to you. Yeah. And, you know, there are so yeah. many people out there mm. now who operate uh, and they feel like they're the most liberal, open, Mm. you know, progressive people on the planet. But they're actually fascists. Yeah. They're thought fascists. Yes. Yeah. They people. fundamentally misunderstand. This is what I always say to people. We don't have freedom of speech in this country no. in the same way that they do in the United States no. of America. No, near. And we don't and they don't have it in France, for example, because in France you're not allowed it's against the law yeah. to deny the Holocaust. But you can't now, even uh, not you know wear a headscarf in, right. you know in schools and stuff yeah. like that in France. They're right. really secularised right. and everything. Yeah. They are. But it's a weird situation to have to kind of argue against, I suppose, because I would rather, I always used to say at the beginning of the kind of Twitter revolution, you know, I wish people didn't say the things that they say, Yeah. but I still suppose that they, they should be allowed to say them. Yeah. But I don't know whether you have to draw a line at some point or other. Yeah. You know? I mean, because, I've sat in taxis, right? I mean, yeah. I, you know, hopefully we've got a few taxi drivers listening to this yeah. podcast because, you know, it, I, that's what I'd be doing yeah. sitting in the car all day. Yeah. But, I mean, the br- I, don't, I don't think I'll offend anybody by saying this. The brutal truth is I have sat in numerous taxis where a taxi driver has said something explicitly racist yeah. to me. And every time I have said, thank you, mate, I'll just get out here. Now, I haven't... Ch- have yes, I have. And I, because I won't sit there mm. and nod along right. with the guy, yeah. you know, which is a temptation yeah. because it's just like, yeah, yeah, mate, yeah, 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 mate, right. yeah. But nor do I want to confront so the guy. around with them, yeah. So I just say, oh, actually, mate, I've just remembered, I'll, I'll get out here, thanks. Right. And they may get the message or they may not. But I, I always try and leave that in a civil manner. Mm. But so I guess what I'm trying to say in a roundabout way is that people can hold whatever view they want as, with me mm. as long as they're honest about it, as indeed those taxi drivers are doing. Then yeah. I can make 
a real decision about what that person right. is. And but if you're not challenging their view, does that not mean that they will be more convinced than ever that their view is right? I don't. Well, I think to be honest with you, if they said it to me, if you suddenly said something horrifically yeah. racist or something, yeah. I would challenge it yeah. obviously because here's the time and the place. Right. In the back of a car, yeah. I just you know with some of these characters, mm. you know, I just think why be asked? Right. Because because you know. Are you really going to change anything? Mm. I challenged two kids the other day down Highby Barn, okay. walking down right in front of me, and they had a Greg's uh, sausage roll or oh. something. And this girl uh, crunched it up and kicked the packet into the road drive. Really? And there was a bin right. five yards away. Yeah. So I said, "There's a bin there, look." Right. And she turned around and said, "Shut up!" Right to me, and I said, "Why do you do that?" She right. said. I wanted to have some fun. Anyway, so we've got into this major right. Barney in the middle of the street. And that is tricky, because yeah. I've had the similar thing, yeah. which I'll tell you about. Well, there's no there's no way of winning, because right. you, you, it's almost like you're talking a different language, mm. you know, and they're laughing at you, yeah. and you're getting angrier yeah. and angrier, right. until you just realise that, really... And they're just skelly. And I did it. sort of... But I walked away thinking, well, even if they think, God, next time I won't bother yeah. doing that in case there's another right. nutter walking right. behind me who yeah. gives me a hard time. That's a good thing. And maybe you should challenge every yeah. time. But I remember uh, thinking, you know, I've, I've challenged racism in the past and been, you know, into a very hostile situation. Mm. And I just sort of think with some Because, I mean, it happens to a lot of people at football matches, doesn't yes. it? I mean, you probably don't go to as many football matches as maybe you used to. No. But it happens to a lot of people at football yeah. matches. And I often have conversations. When I was working at Talk yeah. Sport, I'd have a lot of conversations with people about what they then did about it. Yeah. Because a lot of people feel intimidated. They don't yeah. feel that they can get involved. They don't. They think it's for somebody else to do it. Yeah. You know. But I had a similar thing where I was standing at a bus stop, actually, with a bunch of kids. And they were all eating out at McDonald's. And the kid just dropped it on the floor. Yeah. And there was literally a bin yeah. two steps yeah. away. Yeah. And I said, there's a bin. That's exactly what you did. By the time we all got on the bus, yeah. they were calling me a paedophile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was talking to them. They were all about 13 or yeah. 14. Absolutely, you know? yeah. But in the end, I peeled one of them off. Yeah. And, and kicked, I kicked the and, shit and, out Because I went upstairs and sat with them. Right. You know, because yeah. they were like, you know, that was when they started calling Front, me a paedophile. Fronted out well, I said, well, I'm going to sit here and make sure, and what are you doing that for? Because to make sure you fucking behave, that's what yeah. I'm going to do. Yeah. And one of them eventually got drawn into a conversation with me. And I said, what do you think is going to happen if you continue the, this yeah. kind of behaviour? Yeah. You're going to end up becoming petty criminals. Yeah. You live in Bermondsey. Yeah. You're clearly not going to be very well educated. You're yeah. going to end up with a shit job uh, and a shit life. Yeah. Okay, is that what you want? Yeah. Because I have a great life. I have a great job because I don't do shit like that. That's right. And in the end, he was like, oh, what do you do? And, you know, yeah. and then we got into this conversation. Yeah. And actually, I think, you even might if it was only one of them, yeah. he actually thought, well, maybe I, that was a bit of a stupid. Well, thing. I said to these kids, I said, Go, right, you go home, right, you're laughing at me, go home and ask your parents, yeah. is it all right to kick a paper bag into the middle yeah. of the street for fun, right? Yeah. And they laughed at me with like, ask, and they literally, what like I said, the parents ask my parents, and it was clear that, you know, th that would not be an issue. No. You know? So there's the problem, I think. Or well, maybe they didn't have parents. But it's possible. I mean, that's it's the possible. other problem. It's and possible. also nowadays, I mean, you're quite brave to do anything nowadays, because yeah. actually, as much as, you know, we are, you know, grown men... Some of these kids are carrying knives, for sure. Yeah. You know, and you never actually know yeah. what they're going to do. No. And also, some of them, if they know where you live, can come and do all sorts of horrible stuff. Yeah. You know, I mean, I was reading last week about that Chilean gang that seems to oh, come from South the one America. That robbed um, to rob, Marcus. Uh, yeah, Marcus wearing, the, but also apparently robbed a footballer in the same area, Is somewhere near right? Wimbledon. This Crystal right. Palace player was yeah. there. 
they took half a million quid's worth of stuff. Yeah. I mean, this is a new thing for me. I've never heard of, of you know, basically robbery tourism, burglary yeah. tourism. Yeah. That this is what they're doing. Well, they doing. put markers, don't they, on the outside yeah. of the buildings. They, I think they had three orange dots. Yeah. But it, when, as I was listening to that, it occurred to me that if you're a criminal, how smart that is. Yeah. Because, like, very few burglars are caught on site. Right. You know, they're tracked down right. through CCTV and forensic evidence. But if you track them down and they're in, you know, Santiago yeah. de Chile, then tough luck. Well, apparently this lot did get caught. Right. You know. Um, Good. But nevertheless, it's still yeah. pretty audacious, isn't it? To yeah. fly all the way to a country this far away. Amazing. Just to rob it. Amazing. I mean, there must be surely people in Santiago they could rob. Probably, yeah, but probably live ringed with barbed wire and that. And they probably get shot dead. Yeah, that might AK, be right. AK I mean, it's a, that was, I mean, it's just a bit of a leap to go all the way back to Oscar Pistorius. But do you remember in, yeah. in South Africa, yeah. his defence was that he thought his house was being burned right. because there's so much bad uh, crime in South Africa That's right. that everybody sleeps Have with a gun under the bed. I've never been. So I know I, you got held up there, didn't you? I got robbed there, um, but... The, there's a lovely place called Camps Bay mm. near South uh, near uh, Cape Town, which right. everyone goes on about. It's like the most beautiful park and all of this. And all the houses there have got these signs outside with pictures of machine guns. Really? Yeah, saying, you know, armed guards on site, Jesus. you know, and all of this. And you just thought, bloody hell. Yeah. Well, it's I remember when um, Diana's brother, uh, Spencer, went That's to right, live there. Yeah. Um, Charles Spencer. Charles Spencer. Well, I think it was Frank Spencer. Frank Diana's brother, Frank yeah, Spencer. Frank Spencer. That would have been a different What did he story. used to say? What was his catchphrase? Um, the cat's done a whoopsie. Or, yeah, something like I can't yeah. remember. It was some mothers do have ones in that show. Right, yeah. And um, when he went to live in South Africa, uh, he lived in Cape Town and it was yeah. behind one of these gated communities. Yeah. And it was, I think Mark Thatcher lived there for a bit as well. Yeah, right. And they all lived, you know, and you had to have, you know, not only your own armed guards, but their armed guards actually at the gates yeah. of, the, of the actual sort of community yeah. of houses. Do you know there are streets in London? My mate lives in one, yeah. very well-to-do and well-known novelist. Right. And he has got private security on his street. Really? Yeah. So they, these guys sit there 24 hours a day right. in a car and they patrol up and down this, okay. this very well-to-do well, street. Well, I, I saw one of those cars in Hampstead. When I was up around um, seeing yeah. Kevin and yeah, this um, is Hampstead, yeah, this yeah. is where he lives. Well, yeah. there you go. Well, yeah. this was in this was. Fun. I mean, by by some weird irony, yeah, it was actually parked in in what is now um, Haverstock Hill, yeah, but right opposite where the old police station used to be, yeah, which yeah. of course is no longer a police station. Well, there you go. You know. Oh, I wonder why. There's a funny thing. Yeah. Oh, I remember going in there once. It was when I was a lot younger, and um, I was working in you know, my first sort of magazine job, and I had a briefcase. Yeah. God knows why I had a briefcase with a attaché case or something. <laughs> And I went into a bar in the middle of Hampstead because I was living there at the time. And somebody nicked it, right? From a literally underneath my feet. I was at the bar. Yeah. And it was in front of me, right? Oh, and I must... I, mean, I either went... To, I don't know what happened. Anyway, suddenly it was gone, right? And I thought, fucking hell, I've got to go. Those didn't have mobiles or anything. Yeah. I went, walked, so I walked down to the police station and reported it, right? Yeah. So I go now to the police station. Yeah, um, I've come to report a robbery. Yeah. Really? Okay, well, give us the details, sir. You know, so I'm giving it... And he said, were you attacked? I said, uh, no. He said, well, it's not a robbery then. Yeah. <laughs> and I went, what? What do you mean it's not a robbery? I've had my bag robbed from me. It's yeah. a robbery. <laughs> no, sir. It's not a robbery. It's only a robbery if there was a uh, force. force. That's right, yeah. Uh, so well, I said, well, what is it then? He says, yeah. the theft. Theft. I said, what's the difference? He said, well, it's just not, it's it's not, not the same. Gun gun yeah, it's not, it's not the same. <laughs> yeah. I said, really, chance of getting it back? He went, probably not. Nah. No. <laughs> do you know what the worst thing was about it, right? I had my, I guess, a, I don't know if it's a diary or 
some kind of notebook or something in there yeah. with the name and phone number of this girl yeah. that I'd just been out with oh, like no. not long before. Oh, no. And we hadn't sort of, um, we'd exchanged a few things, but we hadn't exchanged very much information about each other. <laughs> and I'd slept with her like a couple of nights before. Yeah. And I didn't know her last name. Oh, my God. And I didn't know really where she... I said she worked for us and advertised. I spent ages ringing around trying to find her. Yeah. Because she was very cute. Yeah. And she probably to this day thinks, what an absolute what a bastard. bastard. I you could know. have been microing. Yeah. You know, he, yeah. he sent me to bed one night and he never yeah. called me back. Yeah. He never fucking <laughs> rang me ever again. And it was the worst thing. I was like, what oh, can I do? When you think about our lives in those days. Oh, I know. Standing outside phone boxes. Waiting yeah. For a phone, waiting I knew for her phone sister phone. as well, right? Yeah. But I didn't have the heart to ring her up and say, yeah. look, listen, I've just... Um, had sex with your sister, but yeah. I've lost her name. Yeah. She might give me a number. <laughs> you know, I just thought I can't do that. I used to have a girlfriend that when you'd go and you'd phone her and you'd have like you know seventy p and ten pence yeah. pieces, and you'd and, use it all up. And you'd and you'd put one in, and you'd and she'd say, and it was clearly her. This was mm. the thing, but she was, she had a sister, right? And it was her pretending to be a sister giving me the knockback, right? But oh, really? there was that two percent chance that right. it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> And she lived in a pub. She was absolutely stunning. Right. Oh my God, she was beautiful. I don't know what, what, what's become of her. And she lived in a pub. I mean, in a know. pub. You know, I mean, so, I mean, it was like, it was the dream day. Yeah. But I remember just... But presumably something like that, going, could you not just go to the pub then? I could have done, but that would have been too embarrassing. Yeah. Wouldn't it? To sort of store. Yeah, yeah. In her dad's pub. I suppose. Yeah. That's a bit dangerous. Yeah. Well, you could have just sort of turned up though. But yeah. that's the other thing. I mean, you used to go and meet people. Because I was talking about this at the weekend because, you know, my son, my oldest, youngest son, if you like, the 15-year-old, has yeah. now got himself a girlfriend, right? Yeah. And he disappears off to meet her. Yeah. Um, and his mother, of course, is kind of, you know, trying to keep tabs on him all the time, texting him, you know. I was like, well, when we were kids, you just went out. Yeah. And if you, you know, if you didn't come back at one o'clock yeah. in the morning, then... I don't know what they thought. No. You know, what when did I, they think? Yeah. They never knew, my parents never knew where I was. My dad used to come and pick me up outside of the, the nightclub, you know, yeah. when I was about 16. Right. And he'd, he'd say, See, right, my mother used to do that quite with my sister. When yeah. she was still at school, she used to go to school in Hammersmith. So yeah. she and her, a lot of her friends lived around there. Yeah. So she would be in Kings Road quite a lot. They used to go to some place called the Chelsea Kitchen. Right. Um, and uh, I think it's still there to this day. Yeah. And my mother would go and meet them and pick, pick her up and bring her home. But I never had any of that, because I was a boy, right? Yeah. So I suppose I was fine. But I used to have a girlfriend that lived in Finchley, and I would take her, always take her home, yeah. um, after we'd been out somewhere. And then I would either have to make way up whether I had enough money for a kebab or, uh, or a taxi home, because there were no buses, right? Or I'd have to walk. So I've, I decided, yeah. I'd, well, I'm going to pay for a kebab because I think kebabs had just been invented at this point. Yeah. It's the greatest right. thing ever. I was going, this is the greatest food that anybody's ever made at all. Dollar kebabs, you're talking Donna about. Dollar kebabs, yeah. yeah. Oh, it was just fantastic. Yeah. You know, I well, was... I used to live off them until I mm. got food poisoning oh, yeah. a place in Lime Street in Liverpool. Oh, God. And on, I honestly, I've never touched one really? since. That's, that's like 32 years Blimey. ago. I was that sick. I mean, I'll still occasionally have one, but I mean, this was literally the, the, the most incredible thing I'd ever seen. Yeah. And it tasted like nothing else. Yeah. And I'd sometimes walk back from Finchley, which was about four miles. With your Donna kebab? With the Donna kebab, yeah. Um, <laughs> but they had no idea where I was. I didn't know. I, I, I could have told them I was anywhere. That was one of my, my few good headlines at the Daily Mirror. Yeah. Do you remember just before? It must have been... Was it 96 or 2000? I think it must have been 2000. Your Euros 2000. Okay. And Gaza was photographed in Soho, absolutely smashed mm. off his head with a... And whoever had taken the photo was just right yeah. in front of him. Right. And had snatched this photo of Gaza. And he had in his hand this massive 
Don't right. get that right. right. And it was all like trying to eat it, right. like, like get his mouth to right. get to the thing. And we came in and we bought the photograph for the front page. It was a huge scandal. Right. You know, I remember it. Yeah. I remember it. Yeah. Time or something. yeah. And no one could think of a headline until I came up with the great headline: "Pitiful." <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. Yeah. He's in a terrible way now. Get off. Oh, isn't he? Of course. I mean, oh, you got to feel bad for him. He needs. But I think. He's that way partly because of the people that he used to hang around with, totally. who totally used him totally. and abused him and just yeah. you know hung him out to dry. Well, I think Bobby Jimmy Robson, bones and all that. Bit, Bobby Robson was a, a massive influence mm. for the good, yeah. positive one. But I think once you know, unless he had that kind of father figure, mm. he was always going to be a car crash. Yeah, yeah, a bit like Mike Tyson. I remember when I first met Mike Tyson, me and Mickey Brennan. What's he like to me? Well, when he when I met him, he was amazing yeah. because he was a kid and right. he was really polite. We went up to Mickey was always taking pictures of boxers, you know. Yeah. Um, and we went up to the uh, I think it was the Poconos or somewhere like that, or the Catskills. Yeah, Catskills. Catskills. Yeah. Uh, and, and it was and, uh, and, and his, Angelo Dundee. No, no it wasn't Angelo it was Dundee. A, it was what's his name now? It was it was his fame. He was the guy yeah. who kind of discovered it yeah, in Brownsville, yeah, Brooklyn, yeah, anyway, yeah. and realised that he was going to be something yeah. incredible. And because he was under the wing of this guy. Um, he was incredibly polite. He had a lift, but he talked like this. Right. And Mickey took that famous picture of him holding a white dove. Ah, is that Mickey, you, that was Mickey photo? That was Fantastic. Our, yeah, we did it for today, funnily enough. Right. Um, and he got very worked up because he didn't put credit on it. Right. You know. Yeah. But, but he was great at doing that kind yeah. of thing. And and as I watched him kind of through his career, did you? Um, once that guy died, and Don King got his yeah. mitts into him, and then yeah. he turned into this kind of animal. Customato. Customer, who was an incredible bloke. Yeah, yeah. Because the American boxing scene was fascinating. Yes. It was full of all these old characters, you and know, the heavyweight writers. Was, the heavyweight division was amazing yeah, in those days, wasn't it? It really was. Yeah. And he was winning a fight practically once a month that's or something right, like that's that. Right. Did you notice, by the way, I mean we're nearly out of time here, but did you notice that um um, what do you call it? The um, UFC fight of the weekend. Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor. Oh, no. Amazing. Did you he, see the clip? I didn't. I didn't. I saw the clip. Right, but, I mean, it only lasted forty seconds. Did you see what he does to that yeah. fella? Absolutely, oh. like he's I've, smashed I've always, his face. I've always been very sort of dubious about all of that. Yeah. Um, but I had a friend who was really into it, and so he sort of got me into yeah. it. We used to cover it a bit when I did the overnight show on Talk Sport. Yeah. And the amount of money involved is just prodigious. Absolutely brutal. And he's another guy that's kind of a yeah. bit. Yeah. Un, un, you know, difficult to track really yeah. in terms who was of where the one, his brain is who was the one that had a boxing match with uh, against that great middleweight um, the money it was McGregor was it McGregor, yeah, it was McGregor. that's right and he got absolutely shown and up he just yeah well he, got, got, he, got, he, he got carried a fit, I think for a few rounds yeah he did, I mean you could tell that there's a big difference yeah, between massive. boxing and, yeah. and UFC yeah however um, he didn't get knocked out I'd sooner I'd sooner face a boxer than one than Conor McGregor outside a pub. Outside a pub, much, for yeah. sure. I don't think. Bloody I'd, hell! Yeah, it was I know. brutal. Oh, I know. The fella's face was all over his yeah. face. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Shocking. Yeah. Very violent way to end the podcast, though. Cheers. But anyway, we'll be back next week with more from the Police. See you later. Trick lads are characterised by triply branched intestine and anteriorly situated ovaries next to the brain. Um, and planaria exhibit an extraordinary ability to regenerate lost body parts. For example, a planarium split lengthwise or crosswise will regenerate into two separate individuals. You're joking. It's here. Let Look. me see that sentence. There it is. I don't believe it. There, that is top, starts at the top there. Let me just say. Yeah. Planaria. It's two separate individuals. Have you sure, is this on Wikipedia? Yes. Are you sure you haven't written this? No, I haven't. This is true. This you, was sent to you've me. You've just put this into no, Wikipedia. This was sent no. to make me look no. like a twat. No. 
This was said to me by a podcast listener. Isn't that amazing? Incredible. So you can split them in half. And they grow into two separate individual cells. And and, and two separate worms. Amazing. So you can apologise now. I'm sorry. I had my, I guess, I I don't know if it's a diary or some kind of notebook or something in there. Yeah. With the name and phone number of this girl yeah. that I'd just been out with oh, like no. not long before. Oh, no. And we hadn't sort of um, we'd exchanged a few things, but we hadn't exchanged very much information about each other. <laughs> and I'd slept with her like a couple of nights before. Yeah. And I didn't know her last name. Oh my god. And I didn't know really where she I said she worked for us in advertising. I said I spent ages reeling around trying to find her. Yeah. Because she was very cute. Yeah. And she probably to this day thinks, what an absolute what a bastard. bastard. I you know. could have been microwave. Yeah. Sort of you know, he, he yeah. sent me to bed one night and he never yeah. called me back. He yeah. never <laughs> fucking rang me ever again. <laughs> I think it's still looking pretty green. <laughs> <laughs> it is. That's the sun shining on it that's oh making it look a different God. colour. Mate, this is like the Monty Python sketch or whatever. <laughs> <laughs>